Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat. So you can use an entire bottle to make recipes like buffalo chicken dip or buffalo nachos. Or even things that don't start with buffalo. Frank's Red Hot. I put that shit on everything. Hey, Craig. football to talk about like next week we actually get to talk about previewing a game yeah right yeah as i as i've said before it's it's both it, it's good and bad because it's i'm very excited no shit for not next coming. week the week after my bad yeah it's fine whatever close enough the reality just, is i just that desperately want getting... it to be <laughs> yeah I know i i'm i'm like it's it's both like happy because you know we've got okay so we got two weeks uh, I've been spending the last couple of days planning out like our, our big, big ass Kook Center preview that we do every year, uh, which involves usually about a, at least a dozen stories on, on the football team. This year, we're mixing in some uh, some soccer and some volleyball. We're making it kind of a fall sports preview, which I'm very excited about because as we will talk about later, soccer and volleyball are both worthy of the attention. And so... I've been doing that and it's, it's exciting. Cause I'm like, yeah, this is the, you know, this is the fun part of the year with the website after the, you know, we just, we kind of have once basketball season ends, it's kind of this long stretch of not a ton of fun, you know, like, like baseball, yeah, it's okay. But you know, it's like, it's all on the back burner. But then I, you know, I flip around and I go, ah, oh, that means I got to go back to work. Like it's so <laughs> close that I have to go back to work. Like I like this so much better when my boss pays me to not, come to work like you know that sounds great yeah. whatever that's that's uh, it is it is great the dream. I'm thankful for it i don't want to sound ungrateful i'm very grateful but i'd be i'd be happier if i could just do this in perpetuity but that's not how yeah. things work yeah alas i uh, me too yeah yeah i blame my parents for not being mega rich and giving me a trust fund yeah fucking yeah. assholes what the fuck yeah yeah well this is Podcast versus everyone episode, as Jeff has written on screen, one hundred and nice, um, one sixty nine. <laughs> I thought that I thought that was clever, very clever. It probably De- wasn't. Like, it probably wasn't you, that clever. But. Did you come up with that yourself? That sixty nine is nice because that is <laughs> is is that like a reference to the sexual position? Yeah, yeah. I've heard the kids talk about it. Oh, yeah, the kids. Yeah, I mean. I've heard it from experience. It's kind of overrated, to be honest. Like it's, it just makes it <laughs> difficult to do everything. Just take turns. It's fine. Um, that's the bluest part of the podcast I'll ever do. With, hey, this is Craig Powers. With one of us with, is a newlywed, apparently. With with me as always is Jeff Newser. Woo! 
I'm blushing. I'm blushing over here. <laughs> That's me. That's me. <laughs> we just like and so many people had to rush and turn off their fucking radio. Just <laughs> yeah. Sorry, kids. <laughs> uh, I know my oldest son, my 15 year old, listens to the podcast, so I'm eagerly anticipating the questions that I get from him after he listens to this. Should we? So. Should we restart? Maybe I should. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Nope. Hey, you put I can the come back in a couple weeks. This- and- this podcast gets explicit every. It does. It always gets the E it rating does. unless we have a guest. Sometimes yes, it we does. don't cuss, but yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, wow. I've, I'm. I've, I'm not. I'm like on my. Not even so. Like barely into a second beer. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, football. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, this week we'll we'll talk about scripture. Next week we can do our our preview, our season preview, where we do our little odds and stuff. But yeah, uh, this week we'll talk about you know what I want to hear from you. Yeah, I'd love to hear you kind of lay out what you think are kind of the the top emerging trends from from spring practice as we go into basically the last spring practice. Sorry, fall camp. Uh, summer camp as we go into the last uh week of that um what what are some emerging things that are, that have happened that maybe will impact the season ahead yeah so i've spent a lot of time reading the practice reports from colton clark who um, is doing a great job uh in his you know i believe his first football season as the football writer i don't think he was the football writer last fall right i think it, i think that was still theo last fall but at any rate, nope, Colton's doing nope. a great job. It was it was Colton last fall. It was Colton. Okay. All right. Yep. So anyway, he's doing a great job uh, because, look, practice reports are not the easiest. Uh, they're, people probably think they're easy. They are not easy at all because nobody is actually telling you what's going on. You're, you're just sort of like you have a roster with numbers and binoculars usually, and you're like trying to figure out what's happening. And um, so... He's doing a really good job and things that are, are sort of standing out um, after after kind of reading, you know, all of his practice reports each day, um, you know, seem to be a couple things. One is uh, the offensive line is kind of a mess. That's that's kind of a big one. Um, you know, we've, there's been some injuries. I think we talked about last week on last week's show. Uh, Fafito had been is has been hurt, um, although the news on him is, has been, you know, that he's going to be OK. But um, so that's your starting right tackle who's been hurt. Uh, you know, left guard has been uh, seemingly an open competition between Brock Dew and uh, Christian Hillborn. Christian Hillborn, people might remember, started at right tackle during the Sun Bowl and played quite poorly. Um, so he's been; those two have been battling at at left guard. Um, it seems that they they think Hillborn uh, is the guy that they they kind of want there. He's he's a little bit more you know prototype size, a big kid, um, seems fairly athletic. Dew is is kind of a smaller guy. I think he's like 285, 6'3", 285. Um, so by you know Pac-12 lineman standards, that's pretty small. Um, but Dew has been hurt, and so uh, Hillborn sort of like was defaulting into first-team reps at left guard. Well, lo and behold, uh, apparently he wasn't doing a great job because now they have a converted defensive lineman uh, 
and I cannot remember his name. I know he's one of our recruits from Samoa, so um, that may be why his name escapes me at the moment. But uh, he is now working with the ones at left guard. So if that gives you any indication of, of sort of the the, yeah. the state of the offensive line. So, so that's a little bit tenuous, a little bit scary. The second unit is made up almost exclusively of freshmen. So, yeah. so that's that's kind of where we're at with the offensive line um, after after sort of years of neglect. I don't want to get too far of a tangent on that, but um, but that is that is a a precarious unit. Um, so that is kind of showing up, and they are they are getting wrecked uh, fairly regularly by the defensive line. Which you know it's the classic practice thing. You know, is it is is one side bad or the other side good, or you know, or or what is our is one side? You know, it's just like who who what's actually good, right? Um, but you know, the defensive line is, is wrecking shop. And I think we all sort of believe that the defensive line is pretty good. Uh, so yeah. at least so that's the, a good thing, at least from a rushing, at least the, perspective. yeah, yes. And it seems like, um, so Virginia transfer, Nusi Milani, um, seems to be, you know, throwing his weight around both, uh, literally and figuratively, um, <laughs> from the tackle position, uh, is they they seem to have wanted to get a little bit lighter on the inside. Milani's not yeah. a huge guy. Um, mm-hmm. He's almost more of a the kind of guy you might see playing uh, like a three technique or something in in like a three man five man front like that sort of mm-hmm. deal like a mm-hmm. like a three four situation. He's kind of in between. He's not you know not as big as a nose guard, but but certainly not as light as an edge. And so they they're playing him and. Um, he seems to be doing good stuff. So defensive line, uh, the, that emerging part is they look good. And I think I believe that that's, that's legit. Uh, wide receivers are explosive. They, they look like they are every bit of the two deep. Uh, Cam Ward seems to, as you would expect, have a um, strong command of the offense. Yeah. Um, and, you know, defensively, they, they seem to be trending toward, um, you know, something that's, that's real good. The, the newcomers, uh, you know, Lee, the safety um, has has locked down the strong safety spot and appears to be uh, really really good there. And then the linebackers, Henley, the the other Nevada transfer, has has locked down Jihad Woods' old spot. And then um, yeah. and they're kind of trying to figure out who's going to end up in the middle. So yeah, I think those are those are kind of the big the big thing. Oh, running back! I didn't mention running back. Running back's a running disaster. Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Nikia Watson's been hurt, but even when he hasn't been hurt, he's just been not very impressive. Uh, Javensky, Schlen Baker, uh, as you might expect of a true freshman is, you know, faced a pretty steep learning curve. Um, the one guy who's impressed the most has been, uh, Jenkins. Uh, he's a freshman from, uh, from Texas, super mm-hmm. fast, uh, ran for a hundred and some yards in the scrimmage on Saturday on like nine carries. So that's really good. And, you know, again, as somebody said on, on Coog Center, like, you know, it's, 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 does that mean we're not fast on defense? And I, you know, yeah, I would tend maybe. to say, it, I might feel, yeah, I might feel that way if every running back was ripping them up, but you know, maybe yeah. just one guy doing it, uh, makes you think that, you know, maybe just be a couple, there's something couple, to it. So a couple of lapses, you know, like one or two lapses. We don't, don't know exactly how those hundred yards came to be, you know? Um, yeah, well, but, they were all big, almost all big plays. Like that was what yeah. was. He yeah. had run. He had like three or four runs of twenty plus yards. So well, at least they weren't um, eighty. He was constantly break. No, but I think they were operating on a short field <laughs> a few <laughs> times too. So, but no, anyway, no, no. so that's that's kind of the big <laughs> things. It's you know, offensive line stinks. Running back is or offense. I shouldn't say that. Offensive line is is questionable. A question mark. The running backs are questionable. 
Uh, defensive line seems to be potentially top notch, uh, especially since RJ Stone hasn't even played yet. Uh, he's been sitting out. Um, so, and the defense uh, seems got, to be, I think, pretty good. So, RJ Stone's got that's where we're at duties, so far. So, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, they're just working it back slowly. He had some sort of, you know, undisclosed injury and whatever you want to, whatever you want to take that to mean. Well, hopefully he gets back and wrecks some Idaho Vandals. Uh, yeah, from from all of that, it's it's just you. We kind of got the sense through Dickert, um, his his first you know first go round, and um, that he does have the ability to you know we saw he improved defenses before, and we and and we hope that you know, and we we saw the similar system and Nevada and all that, um, but it's it's uh, so we were hoping that you know they could they could improve the defense. And, and so he, he brought in a guy who, you know, had a similar system and everything. Um, so we're hoping that defense can be something that is, uh, you know, average to above average. And it seems like they have at least, at least in the, the, you know, the starting, the starters to be that, um, you know, they brought in some good transfers. That's nice to hear that having an impact. Hopefully, it's not just because our offense sucks or something, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but you know it's the it it's nice that they brought in those transfers because they plug some obvious holes. I mean those those are obvious, you know, uh, outside linebacker, uh, interior lineman, safety. Those are those are huge areas that that WC needed. So uh, so yeah, it's uh, the defense. You just get the sense that it's going to be okay and. and not ruin everything, uh, much like last year. Um, so it, so if if it can, and then sometimes you know, have insane turnover games where they completely win a game just by being uh, opportunistic. Um, so, and and honestly, I'm excited. I, I love watching aggressive defenses. Like it, it's it's rare at WSU we've had just defenses where they just like maul people. You know, we've had it a couple times, obviously. Um, but you know, if you're looking back the last 30 years or something like there's maybe two or maybe three defenses that did that. Um, so it, so, but you know, if, if, you know, absent of that, you know, having a defense that's just aggressive is, is fun to watch and, um, especially with an aggressive offense too. So, um, on the offense, you know, that's, that's the thing, like we know Cam's good. And like you said, the the receivers maybe were we were hoping they were good. Sounds like they are. Um, sounds like some of the the guys that even have played that much have lots of talent. Um, so that's great. Uh, but but the because even the guys that were coming back, you know, had talent, and and it really seemed that Ollie and, and uh, Stribling were kind of taking some steps forward towards the end of the year last year. So that's good. Um, but you've got to. It's it's just is you know running back is we we saw with the air raid a running back can have you know a dynamic impact especially if you have a couple of them yep and so that's that's scary you know if if the because we we also saw when the running back doesn't do much you know like in you know like in maybe 2014 2013 uh that puts a lot on the quarterback 
to make plays yep. and a lot on the a lot on the receivers to make big plays out of those screen passes and stuff and, and yep. or make big plays out of mesh and things like that or, or the short easy stuff um so that's that scares you and then you add on that we don't know you know we still like I said last week you you still think back to that first half of the ensemble you know without Lucas and Ryan and how it was just an utter disaster and, and yep. you think God, like are are we in line for that again we, you know with injuries and, and if if there's any more injuries like you said it's all freshmen basically in the two deep that's terrifying if there's anywhere where it's tough to have freshmen play it's especially the offensive line yeah so that's 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 scary so and then you know and I, we've talked about this a bit but where like if if you're looking at the offensive line like how does it impact your outlook of the team right now like an outlook of how good they can be knowing that the offensive line could be you know let's say for for the nice like maybe below average yeah like what how does that I mean, affect team hugely because i look at cam ward and i go yeah stud right like i think he's absolutely a stud uh even like some of the stuff i've seen like like some of the video they've released i, I just like dude i think is a stud uh receivers studs I think I think Dijon Stribling is one of the like sleepers to be an All Pac-12 kind of guy this year. Um, I think people, you know, better wake up on him a little bit because I think he, you know, just kind of watching him last year, he reminded me so much of like Marquise Wilson, um, just kind of real smooth. Yeah, uh, you know, just has a knack for getting open, great hands, um, and and really his he just needed to like you know mature a little bit physically and you know well now he's you know had an entire year right of weight training and and yeah. you know food and all that stuff and so um so i'm super excited to see what he can do i think ollie is is a nice compliment you know he's i, I think he's very similar to you know as we're, if we're comparing guys very similar to desmond patman type uh you know but i think he's even inclined to be a little bit more physical than, mm-hmm. than desmond was um and so i i love him and the inside receivers renard bell we know what he can do uh, you know, he can flat fly, uh, you know, Lincoln Victor, I think is, is, is really, really, really good. Um, and, and in fact, again, another one of those, like, man, people, it's just, just a, a guy, guy who can just make, not talking about enough. And he can, cause he's just a guy that can make spectacular plays. He can make yep. ridiculous things and, and he's so shifty and, and he yep. makes, he can, he's got great body control. He makes really tough catches um, you know, he doesn't, maybe the key thing that keeps him off the field a bit is his size and stuff, but you know, for, for an inside receiver in the air raid, man, he is, he is built for that. Yep. And Orion Peters, uh, redshirt freshman, he's, you know, been making noise as, as, uh, as a second string guy, Cyan Nunnally again, second string outside, mm-hmm. backup outside, mm-hmm. uh, you know, again, has been, he's been making noise. So I feel great about all of that. So what's the one thing that could undermine all that? Right. It's if it's if uh, Ward doesn't get any time to throw. And, you know, man, I am just I'm kind of looking at this line and I'm just thinking, man, like they just like I'm not even sure if they're going to be serviceable, like average, um, which is, is kind of what maybe we need. Um, and if they're not, you know, I'm kind of leaning toward 
you know, man, they, they, it really might just sort of undermine, you know, everything else they're trying to do. And especially if they have, and they, you know, they're kind of the other thing I'm factoring in is, man, are they going to be 100% healthy all year? Like that's, you know, yeah. If, if you're going, you know, Fafita and then Stevens and then Gomnus and then whoever at left guard and then uh, Kingston at left tackle, if you're telling me that those four guys plus whoever's at left guard start every game, I'd be like, eh, yeah, we'll probably, yeah, we'll probably be all right. You know, but it's like, man. How, how often does know, that happen for an offensive line? Yeah, I mean, Fafita yeah. gets hurt and you've got, you know, a 6'11 converted basketball player playing right tackle. Like, you know, no no uh, shade toward Jack Wilson, but it's like, that's, I mean, I, I don't know how great I feel about that, right? And and then with left guard, like, man, they, you know, they have tried everything possible seemingly to hand it to Hillborn and he hasn't taken it yet. And so that doesn't make you feel great either. So, yeah, it's, I mean, how often do the same guys start every game? It's, yeah. So it makes me think that, you know, this could potentially be a really like top, maybe like a top three offense in the Pac-12 that might end up being like six or seven or eight be, because the line maybe isn't good enough. And then that is really going to put a lot of pressure on the defense to be good. And, um, you know, I, I, I am, I am trying to talk myself into the idea that this could be a, a defense forward team. I, I, I think that's actually a legit possibility. Yeah. And we, and we saw, um, even with, we have, there's a quarterback that, uh, is, is, um, yeah, he's, he knows the offense and that helps. There's a lot of guys that are in, and even Cam Ward has mentioned that like they're learning the offensive stuff. Like, so there, there's, there's a bit of learning curve with air raid and it's not like there's many guys besides bell that are left over from the air raid days. So it's, um, there's some things that you have, you have to learn. And, and so even with that, like you kind of have to temper your expectations, even with all the talent and wide receiver and quarterback, and then you add in the, the the offensive line, and you hope it's not as bad as you know twenty twenty twelve twenty thirteen offensive line. Um, but you know injuries could you know do do that, uh, and we yep. we saw that happen those years too. But uh, so it it you know it takes like it you really need like if if you think this team has like an eight win ceiling. Which I think you, I, I think probably, yeah. If everything goes right, eight, maybe nine wins. You know, it depends on how good everyone else is. Um, you know, you know, if a lot goes right, whatever, yeah, everything goes right. It's you know, fifteen and zero national champions, whatever. Um, but, 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 but if you think, if say like, see, you know, offensive line plays well, defense is what we think. Well, you know, whatever like eight win team. But if the offensive line just falls apart, like that could take, you know, the, the offense is scoring seven to 10 less points a game or whatever. Yeah. That's that, that takes you down three wins. Like eight to five pretty quick, you know, yep. especially a team that played a lot of close games. Like it, it's just, Oh man. Like it's, you, you got to, you gotta hope they're just better than than we think. 
and may, maybe the defensive line is that fucking good. Like they're just because if Let's they are, so. hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, and I don't think we're talking about. I don't think we're. I don't think we're really talking about the days of you know Palouse Posse and the offense they had going, where it was like you know you needed to win games, you know, ten to seven, that kind of thing. But um, but it's yeah, like you said, set, you know, how many points does it take off your you know, your, your, your ceiling as an offense to have, you know, throws going out. And I, I have a lot of confidence in Cam Ward that he's not going to take a ton of sacks. Um, he gets rid of the ball real quickly. He knows where it's supposed to go. Um, you know, that's a huge advantage having him there. And, and also something I've seen on like highlights is he's really, really good throwing on the run, like, like really good. So those things are all good, but it's like, man, you know, as we, as we know from the air raid, if you don't get enough time for those patterns to develop, then defenses can just really sit on the short stuff. And man, that just makes, makes life very, very, very difficult. Uh, the, the drop eight. Um, yes. Yeah. 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 If you can, if you can, you know, that was teams that could get pressure with four, and drop the rest back or grip pressure with three and drop the rest back. Just absolute nightmare. It's a nightmare for any team, but you know, yep. a team that's throwing yep. the ball 70% of the time, even more so. Um, yep. So yeah, it's, I mean, although I don't, I don't know if we'll, we're not going to hit them leech passing numbers in terms of percentage. I don't think, but uh like no. no one, no one ever comes close to Leach in terms of like uh, percentage of passes per on the on play. So, um, but we'll still probably be in like the top five. So uh, we'll be high yep. up there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's that's your football report. Football report. Come on, be good. Let's go. Going to. Yeah. Five your first five games all in a row. Let's have some fun. Yeah, that should be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be exhausting, dude. I'm already just I'm ex- <laughs> I'm exhausted thinking about it. Yeah, and not not like we've had exactly a relaxing summer. <laughs> like it's it's gonna be no, no. Oh man, um, yeah. So. Uh, that's current football players. Um, I will say I don't. I don't know if this is this picture on PJ. Or what do experts think of WC's preseason win total? Is that from this year of stribbling, or is that from last year? Do, do, do. Uh, I'm not sure which picture you're looking at. Um, it's on PJ's. Uh, what do the experts think of WC's? Pre-season oh, that would have been a article. spring. That would be a spring ball picture. Well, even from spring ball. Uh, Stribling looked like he added. He's added some weight. Um, yeah. So you know he had a whole summer of doing nothing but weightlifting too. So, um, yeah, let's. That'd be fun to see him break out. Um, yeah. So if, well, if if we look at kind of uh, players uh, in the pros, obviously we had some guys go to the pros. The most prominent, Abe Lucas. Um, and for, by all reports, he had a, he had a solid game with the Seahawks, um, last weekend against, against the, uh, the Steelers. 
Um, so that's 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 great to hear. You know, I he he definitely seems like a guy who could play as a rookie. Um, he's got the size, he's got the the uh, athletic ability. So it, you know, and it'd be really fun as a Coug fan and also a Seahawks fan to see that happen. Yeah, he played more snaps than anybody on the team in the game. He played virtually the entire game. He didn't start the game, I guess, uh, but came in on like, I don't know, the third or fourth series. And then I think he played pretty much the rest of the way. So, yeah, he got lots and lots of run and and was singled out for some some praise from a number of people. So that was really good because, as we know, the the Seahawks need all the the, uh, help they can get. On on the offensive line, so so yeah, he yeah. was good. Does he also play quarterback? Or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe he could try because <laughs> uh, you know they, they 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 need one. What are so. you talking about? They have two. Oh God! Yeah, sure they do. Technically. <laughs> With, yeah. with with uh, starting experience. Come on. Yeah. He did, uh, Abe did have one super highlight where he just absolutely pancaked a dude. It's pretty fantastic. So Love to see that. Yeah. Yeah. He was good. Yeah. I hope, I hope he's, uh, I hope he's getting his run blocking down. You know, he did a lot of pass blocking in his uh, time at WSU. Yeah. Well, he, like I said, he, uh, absolutely manhandled a guy on one block so that that and that was a run block where he just pancaked a guy so hopefully get more of that yeah um you know less good news uh max borgie got released by the broncos which sucks um so uh you kind of wonder you know he's still got a chance to end up somewhere um yep. It, 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 running back is always a tough. It's a tough slug. There, there's a lot of running backs. There's still uh, not a lot of value placed on running backs in the NFL, um, unless you're like a Saquon Barkley type level talent. Um, so it's a. Uh, it, it, it's going to be you know. Hopefully Max can get another chance. Hopefully he can find a an offense that works for him, maybe an offense that likes to use the running back in the passing game a lot. Um, I, you know, I don't know if he ever, you know, maybe he's, you know, can kick return, whatever, but uh, it's, you know, it's, it sucks, you know, cause it's, it's another time where, you know, it's, it's even worse this time, but cause I, I think Max could have made some NIL money in his, uh, in this year. Um, with yep. it, with that kind of more set up and, and, you know, um, but he obviously could have come back to WSU, um, WSU's last kind of running back with a chance at the NFL was, uh, Booby Williams. He could have come back to WSU. His is a very different scenario. He needed to, he had a family, he makes some money. Um, but with Max, it's like he could have made money in school. Um, but he also had the injury issues and everything, and he already, you know, he's already here four years and all that. So you're like, yeah, you know, go go make a shot, go take a shot at it. But it's kind of, it, it, you you watch a guy in college and you kind of think he's going to have more value in the NFL, 
but it's uh you know it's it's tough um when those cuts come in th- this time when they you know they cut down to 85 they then they cut down to what like something like 70 or something then they cut down to 53 um yep. so he didn't even make it to the to the next cut after that so hopefully hopefully that that's a blessing and he can have more time to catch on somewhere it's it's funny. I was having a conversation with our high school football coach tonight, and we were kind of joking about how Division One athletes are just different, right? And a lot of like parents and players, and they kind of maybe don't understand just kind of how special of an athlete you need to be to be a, like a D one scholarship player. Um, and the same principle holds true for the NFL. Where it's like, you know, we look at these guys in college and we go, wow, he's really good. He could be an NFL player. And it's like, yes, well, you know, but like everyone's like that in in the NFL. And we, you know, we talked a little bit about Borgie, you know, last season about some of the stuff that maybe wasn't as, um, you know, as strong as we would like it to be. Wasn't, you know, typically real solid running in between the tackles. Um, you know, seem to, you know, bounce outside a lot, you know, sort of some of those kinds of things. And, you know, it's, it's, it's real, real tough to make it in the NFL, man. And, you know, he didn't get drafted and, you know, he, he ended up signing late there with Denver and had a real short time to try and pick some stuff up and, you know, he just, he just didn't get it done. So hopefully maybe he showed enough that somebody's willing to sign him to a practice squad or maybe add, add him to their, you know, to their roster right now as they are. Uh, you know, trimming things up and moving stuff around. And yeah, I just hope he gets a shot, man. It's, you know, it's always people, people lament like, you know, man, he should have stuck around for another year. And it's like, it's, it's, you got to think about all the things. Okay. Number one, he was on campus for four years, two of which were in a pandemic. Right. So, you know, you talk to any of the students who went to school at this time and it it was shitty. It it was not fun. You know, it just was not fun. And okay. So he, he went through that. And then, you know, like if you've got your degree, like, I mean, I know after four years, I was ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, Goes through two coaching changes. Like, you know, he's recruited by Mike Leach, plays briefly for, you know, Nick Rolovich and then ends up with, with Jake Dickard. And it's like, you know, so I know after four years, I was ready to leave campus. Like I was ready to go get on with my life. Like, even if it doesn't work out for him, you know, sometimes there's an element of just, you know, being ready to get on with your life. And, and also people, I don't think quite put enough uh and i know it's really hard because you know nobody really has experience but man being a football player is hard it's it's punishing it hurts like it's it is a it's not easy man and it's like it's easy for us to say yeah just play for another year and it's like but this is a guy who had for all intents and purposes had a broken back right right and recovered from that and you know so maybe he was just you know ready to go see what he could do in the nfl and you know, if it doesn't work out, I'll be bummed out for him that, that it didn't work out. But, you know, I'm also not going to – I mean, yes, I would love to have him in Pullman this year. I mean, don't get me wrong on that. But, you know, if he was ready to move on, you know, I just hope it works out for him and I hope he gets a shot. I hope he you know, is able to hang on with somebody. And sometimes it takes time. I mean, River Craycraft's a great example of that. Like he was yeah. – you know, for his first season, Years. his – yeah, like it took really until his second year before he latched on with somebody a little bit. Um, you know, so, you know, guys who are committed to really sticking with it can took him, figure out a way to it took him years to, to actually there, so. get on the field, like get on the field yep. consistently. So, yep. you, you know, you just got to 
find that opportunity and and as long as you keep you know you keep at it you can it seems like borgia will keep at it i don't i i feel like he's a guy that will um continue to continue to try to make it um he's you know he's definitely a guy with the talent to make plays even in the nfl like he's he's quick he's he's smart you know he's he can pick up he picks up offenses it's you know he's he's just a guy that can do that and um so you hope he can do it and uh and i know that he's kind of like a cougar favorite so like it'd be great for wsu fans to be able to watch him on on sunday i know that you know whenever there's a a coog that does something well in the pros like it's really fun to watch you know that one that one year we have a gardener like was pretty fun and and all that yep. you know um you know it's always fun to you know it's fun we go craft we caught we got a catch you know whatever and and we've kind of we've even though we've had a lot of uh success lately there hasn't been a ton of guys that have had big success in the nfl which was kind of weird um with all the success we have with leach there there aren't a lot of like guys that have had like long sustained 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 success in the league you know there's been some injuries and stuff in, in certain situations that have ruined that but um you know that this is not those like it's, you know part of that goes back these guys aren't coming in like five-star athletes to begin with and so they're kind of just working their tails off to become great football players and then they're continuing to have to do that to try to make it in the nfl you know we've seen some success like Patman has had had some good stuff, and obviously Gardner had some good stuff. And but uh, there's that the, it's just you, given how successful the football team has been, it, you haven't seen that translate to the to the pros um, quite as much. Um, but yeah, it's hopefully he's he's um, gets another chance. You know, we saw Aesop Whitston. Um, he got cut. You know, he's been trying for that's his second year trying um, to to catch on. Um, but he, he was, he, he seemed to, you know, he caught a game winning touchdown pass with the, with the saints. Yeah. And then they cut him. <laughs> um, so now he's, uh, latched on with the, the Browns. So hopefully, you know, he can find his way with that stellar yep. franchise. You just need one team to one team to value you, man. Like that's, that's really all it comes down to is you just need one team to be like and that's that's we we talked about river craycraft same thing like the you know basically the the denver broncos and then the, the 49ers you know saw some saw some value in him and, and I, you know it's that's that's well, really what you need and i will say it was you know that that, that touchdown catch uh, the the game winning touchdown that winston had was like pretty fucking classic Aesop. like he just totally roasted a dude off the line and then ran yeah. a perfect perfect route and caught the ball you know hands like glue um yep you know can't you know not bothered by the moment or anything uh so you know yeah that's kind of a bummer you, you probably think you feel pretty good you make this big touchdown catch and then and then a few days later it's you know back to square one uh, but luckily he signed on quick and you know claimed off waivers or whatever um by the browns so hopefully the browns really liked what they saw and he'll get like a real good chance and and hopefully get get into that 53 man roster or at least yeah. you know, latch onto a practice squad so he can, you know, stick with a team. Um, so yeah, uh, just 
you know, I want guys to root for in the NFL. That's fun. You know, we got Clay in the NBA, and we had Baines for a bit, and and you know, we always follow Ellaby, and, and it's just fun to it's fun to have that. You know, to, you always have that thing to like root for um, outside of like your primary team or whatever. Um, so yeah, and hopefully, you know, Abe is just good on the Seahawks, and that, that's like when we had Trufant on the Seahawks. That was always fun because like you. He was really good, and he was a coot, so that was that was the best. Yeah. Some other guys, like Daniel Isom, had a game-sealing interception playing, yeah. you know, so that was cool. Um, I'm trying to think of plays. who else. Coons yeah, I'm trying to think. There was somebody else who, who made a play, too, and I, now I can't remember who, but, um, yeah. Seems like people are seems like people are doing okay. I don't know. Let me look at it. PJ, PJ I, had a... Had a roundup here, and then I guess uh, Isom um, survived the cuts. Though I, I don't see anything about him getting cut, so yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I guess Travell Harris got got a tackle, so I'm guessing he was playing on special <laughs> teams. special teams. Uh, oh, Jarek, that's a, that's that was the one. Jarek Garantano, man, yeah, I touchdown. Know. I know. <laughs> How our guy. <laughs> Yeah, never, never doubted him at all. Absolutely believed in him. That just shows quarterback. If you're big and you have a big arm, you will get a somebody chance. in the NFL will give you a chance. You will get a he chance. Played all those games in the SEC, and yeah, which it's crazy to me that Jared Garantano, you know, and like Anthony Gordon is still out there somewhere. And yeah. It's just like, come on, man. Uh, oh, and uh, Calvin Jackson, that was the other one. Calvin Jackson caught a touchdown pass at the end of the game. His game-winning touchdown pass. That's what Jackson, it was. It was so. Jackson, not fucking Winston. Yeah, so how about bad. that? It was yeah. Jackson. My bad. I totally was like, it was Jackson that caught the touchdown pass. My bad. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and Isom's with the, Isom's with the Rams. By the There's way, people so. screaming at their fucking whatever they're – phone or whatever while i was describing winston's touchdown and then yeah. i was actually jackson's touchdown you should have interrupted oh, well. me man come on they'll get over it <laughs> i thought maybe you knew something i didn't i was like mm, no okay. i just i just so. had a fucking watching random highlights and forgot which player i was watching i guess um yeah. but it was a calvin jackson very similar uh qualities to Aesop winston uh, roasting the dude off the line and and making the catch, obviously hands like glue as well. Um, so, yes. Well, fuck, I've, I'm embarrassed, man. This this has been a stellar podcast for me so far. Um, but yeah. <laughs> well, people know this show is shit, so it's I know. fine. Yeah. That was the mm-hmm. like they know what they're getting when they tune in. At least we can issue an immediate correction, like in the episode, like two minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should we take a break and then drink some beer, or or talk about the beer that we're drinking? Uh, we don't tell them that we're going to do that. We 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 hide that, and we tell them that we're going to talk oh, about. Never mind. We're definitely not talking about beer. We're going to talk about other stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're talking about Jeff. All right, let's go to break. Yeah. Okay.
back. Yeah, and we're going to talk about beer. Oh, no way. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, Jeff, what are you drinking? Yeah. I am having a Plainsman Lager by Structures Brewing. Yep. Uh, solid, solid lager. Uh, Good label. It's got the. Yep. Yeah, it does have a great label. It's got like you know a, a guy on a on a horse with a setting sun. And, yeah, quality label. Solid beer. Uh, very refreshing on a night where uh, where I went running. So. Yeah. It's a good choice tonight. What about you? Oh, you didn't have a lot to say, but I think it's, yeah, it's very good lager. No. Yeah. It's easy drinking. Uh, just basically easy. in in the style of a light American lager, but without any of the kind of residual sweetness or anything, it's very tasty. Um, yeah. Very, very good cold when it's super cold. <laughs> Excuse me. Um yeah, so um, news about me is that uh, I'm pretty, aside from my Floodland membership, which I'm now splitting with some people, I am out of, I'm pretty much out of buying like fancy beer anymore. Like I have 850 fucking beers. I just, I, I just decided I you know I've stopped buying beer on Tavar and I've made it I think like two months at this point without buying a, a Tavar beer on Tavar. Um and I and I I resisted Fremont's anniversary barrel aged barley you know, golden barley wine release. Um, you know, Holy Mountains back to doing in person releases. I'm not gonna go wait in line for that. So, you know, like I'll still buy maybe a stout if I'm going to drink it, like if I'm buying it to drink it that day, but I'll probably mostly be on draft when I drink the fancy beers. So I'm just like tapping out of that and my bank account will be so fucking happy about that. (laughs) I didn't, I didn't inform it. I was doing this. I just wanted to see it, like realize it over the months and it's, it's starting to realize that it's getting real exciting. My credit cards are kind of feeling lonely like what's going on? Uh, haven't even bought that many hats this year either. Um, you know, so so I'm really you know toning down some of those things. Um, but uh, yeah, I just you know I got 800 plus beers in my fucking cellar, so I'm just gonna start. But but my problem is I I got I, I hate like repeating breweries on this, so that's gonna make it harder. Um, yes, but I say you know fuck it, I'm just going down. I was just pulling bottles, looking for something for a brewery I never had. And then this was part of the problem. I don't even remember fucking buying this beer. I don't even, I don't even need even know I had it. I don't even know what this brewery is. I can't even tell you anything about it. Uh, so what I'm <laughs> drinking, and I get, I mean, I've, I obviously got it on Tavar at some point. It was in a Tavar box. Yeah. So uh, what I'm drinking is a Monday night brewing. Which is out of Atlanta, Georgia, Georgia. Uh, the tiger that killed my father. Um, it's got to be a reference that I'm not getting. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the tiger that killed my father. Maple bourbon, maple bourbon barrel age. So 
that is where they there's a bourbon barrel and it has maple maple syrup aged in it if you ever had that it's pretty good if you ever had a bourbon barrel aged maple syrup pretty tasty um but then they take that barrel and then age beer in it um so it's kind of like a third use but not really the maple kind of adds a different element to it and so maple bourbon barrel aged coconut hazelnut imperial rice stout it has coconuts, hazelnuts, vanilla, and cinnamon in it. Um, so it's from last year. It says 2021. Not sure exactly when it was released. Um, it's a rye stout. I, did I say that? Um, yeah. And so it's that, which makes it kind of like a little harsher, um, which is good because I'm never the. I'm I'm wondering why you know sometimes i wonder like why did i fucking buy this beer i usually do not like <laughs> i usually am not a fan of maple bourbon barrel aged beers um they they just they just don't do it for me that often and so this again like i, I needed to take a step back and dial it down like i was already kind of trying to dial it down like i wasn't buying as many of the fremont wax bottles and stuff um but I was still buying like multiple of them. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it, I'm sure I'll still buy like Brew 7000 or something. I don't know. Maybe I won't. Who knows? Maybe um, you won't. Uh, but, but this is, you know, the maple barrel is, is dominating shit. Like it is running things in this beer. Um, and the problem, so one of the things, like I feel like a beer that, like, I, some, for some reason, like, you would think a bourbon barrel, maple bourbon barrel, would add, like, kind of a, even more viscosity to a beer. But I feel like it thins them out a bit, like, to the point where, like, it doesn't, it's not as good. Like, you're looking for a bigger buy. It's a 13% beer. I wouldn't say. It's pretty viscous, but it's, like, maybe, I don't know. Like, there's the maple bourbon, the maple barrel is like way like way overpowering it's still good like it's sweet it's a dessert you can't i'm not getting much of the coconut anymore that's usually the first thing to go in these beers uh the hazelnut a little bit on the nose don't taste it much the cinnamon cinnamon fucking never leaves there's a little bit of cinnamon in there still vanilla a little bit of vanilla so there's a lot going on in this thing it's 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 a big boy um it's a beer that like i had already said like stop buying like big ass stouts from breweries you never heard of on tabar because i i miss so much i wouldn't say this is that <laughs> big of a miss it's it's pretty good but it's also like why the fuck did i buy this like how much did it cost i want to look now i'm gonna live look on tabar so I, yeah and i, I did find it on the monday night brewing website so they i cannot find any kind of story behind the behind the label behind the i title. i know i i tried i tried that so i wonder I'm i wonder when i bought I it anything. like i don't even know like I don't when know. i bought it like how silly is this like i've even i even bought the tavar plus membership so I could get like free shipping and stuff, and I'm not even gonna use it. I'm just tapping out. Sorry, Tavar, you don't get yeah. any more of my money. I'm done. I don't need to buy IPAs from 
the East Coast when there's like a billion fucking IPAs over here. <laughs> Same with lagers. <laughs> so true. Like I don't like. Yeah. You know, like beer, like good beer has become so prevalent everywhere that like I'm just like, why am I doing this? Which is going to be hard because there's certain like breweries that I love that are from other places like yeah. Revolution in Chicago, Cycle in Tampa, or sorry in Saint Petersburg. Um, so that's that's that that's going to be tough to, you know. But I've already had those breweries have come up on Tavar and I've just ignored them. I can't even find it. I don't know. I don't even care. Like I, I'm not yeah. going to look anymore. But yeah, but it's I just found it in a box. Like, I was just pulling, I was looking for, like, it's a 500 milliliter instead of a 22 ounce or 750 milliliter. So, I was like, this would be good. You know, it's it, I, it's still way too much to drink on my own, but I'm going to. And I'm going to have a headache in the morning. Like, really big one. Yeah. That'll be fun. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty yeah. tasty. I have a lot more of the bottle to get through because I didn't pour it until just a little bit ago. So, uh, so yeah. Um, but that's the big news. Um just not, you know, obviously I'm buying beer still, like cans of beer. You know, I'll still get the cans from from different places, you know. But, you know, I'm, a, I'm mostly a lager guy at this point. Like, I just want the fucking yep. lagers, baby. Um, yeah. Just I've just went full circle in, in my beer journey. Uh, so, but, yeah, I'm still spending a... We always find our way back home, Greg. <laughs> we always find our way back home. <laughs> All right, well... There's nothing more to say after was that. Was that what, was that more clever than 100 and nice? Was that I don't know. Well, I don't have a fucking super blue. I did make you on laugh. That one. Yeah. yeah, I did make you laugh though. Yep, and I I'm not going to make fun of you. Oh, speaking of that, my sister got speaking married. <laughs> my sister Yay! got married. Well, speaking of that, is because Butch came to my sister's wedding Woo! because I brought yeah. him there. Because you paid for it. <laughs> I haven't got that invoice yet, but I know it involved a flight. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, and Butch did a killer job, wore his... Um, uh, his Old Town Road uh, Lil Nas X outfit, which was perfect, which is just... Uh, in Sicko's... I, I tweeted out pictures of it. And uh, Sicko's committee... You know, even commented on it, which made me pretty, pretty yep. happy. Um, you know, perfect. He showed up with a with a sequin jacket with no shirt. You know, just crushing it. It's fantastic. Just two hours, so much energy the whole time, just getting everyone into things. And we did back home that, that Stephanie once she knew I was getting Butch for. Her, she made sure to put that in there. It's all my daughter my four-year-old talked about for two days like she's just like that's all she cared about and and all the short pictures she gets excited again um uh, which like for a two-year-old to hang on to something for more than one day is like pretty good um yes um so so she's she's uh she was super excited Gigi was excited. all the other little kids there that were excited you know my 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 niece uh who's almost well, three three now um yeah so that was that was really fun to see you know my sister was really excited a lot of the people you know a lot of the adults there super fun so way to go butch you crushed it um and you know i may have met 
a butch performer because it was just part of the thing. So I had to show. So I feel so cool about that. Yeah. Um, but we, it was it was a whole big ordeal about finding a way for Butch to kind of get in unnoticed and a place for Butch to get dressed and all that. Yes. Because the place that the brewery had set up involved Butch walking past the reception. And, you know, I, uh, I, that just wasn't going to work. And so kudos to my wife who found out like this brewery was in a building that where there was other businesses in the building and there was a building there was a business next door that was closed but you could open their door from the inside and it led to a hallway with a bathroom in it and then he could come out and then that hallway was like blocked the brewery had blocked it off with like a folding door thing and, and so he could come out from there no one would see you know see him before he got dressed so it was it was perfect and uh it worked out really well kudos to my wife amanda for coming up with that solution um yeah because really that was that was the for me no offense stephanie the the highlight of of the wedding was uh getting to like like butch is just there and and he's kind of like you know a lot of my friends and family got like pictures with him like Pictures like that, unlike he'll never. He he posed with a with a a, tw- a twelve pack of Bush Light, like he did that on his own. It was just sitting there like as a prop, and he just went and grabbed yeah. it and like posed for pictures with it. So I'm really excited to see those from the photographer. Um, so that'll be that'll be fun. Um, and cheers to Emma, who was a last minute bridesmaid edition. Uh, that's Woo. that's that's a COVID era thing. Um, and cheers to her for fitting in the dress perfectly of the other bridesmaid so yeah how about way, that way to go emma like that's that's impossible um so yeah that was that was fun um you know i i had a good time and it was really cool uh to just see the way my daughter looked when she saw butch come out that was pretty great um yeah. and i don't know man butch is it's funny like I don't know. I don't know if like other, maybe they do. I'm sure they do. But other schools have such an attachment to their like mascot as we do. But just there was a lot of cougs there, probably like 50 cougs. And everyone just just got so excited when Butch came in. And and he was just running the party for two hours. The DJ um, is not from Washington and, and stuff, but he... He, uh, it was funny. He came in. He kept trying to get the crowd. Like at the start, before Butch got there, we were telling him, you got to say, you had to lead us in Go Cougs. And, and so he kept saying, when I say go, you say Cougs. And we were all just fucking cringing. We're like, stop it. Like, stop. No one said that to him. We didn't want to be mean. We're like, no one says that, dude. Come on. Yeah. And so so I we decided, like, the first thing Butch is going to do when he comes in is he going to lead a Goku's chant, you know, a Goku's call and call back. And so, so, so that the DJ will know that's how Goku's goes. And the DJ, you could see his face like, Oh my God, that's how they do it. And then he never, after that, never did. I say, go, you say Kooks, but he did get really excited. And he told, he asked Bush to do it a lot after that. 
He also played the fight yes. song more than you would ever hear at any football game because um, he because he would get a reaction out of us every time. Obviously, you, we have to stand up and we have to start clapping, like even though we're like, this is enough, dude. This is like the twelfth time in the last uh, hour and a half. Like it's okay, you could play other songs now. Um, but uh, but we all dutifully stood up and sang along every time. So we gave him that positive feedback he wanted. Uh, but it was fine. We we actually had drinks with him at a bar after the wedding. And he was so excited. He was like, thank you for bringing Butch. Like, that was so cool. Like, that was like, that it was, it was fun to like have like another, another like performer at, at the wedding working with me. Like he was so excited about it. So <laughs> I think he ended up being more excited than anyone that Butch was there. Um, but well, yeah. Good. Yeah. So yeah. Congrats, Stephanie. She's in Ireland having the time of her life. Um, Woo. Uh, drinking at all the places in Dublin that Real Housewives of Orange County went to. So, um, what could be better than that? Um, what could be better? What could be better? All right. So now that uh, we've had uh, Powers sibling wedding report, um, uh, that's a regular thing. Well, no, we're out of them now. That's it. That's all of them. Both of them got married now. <laughs> so no more, no more weddings left for you guys. Yeah, hopefully. Um, hopefully <laughs> just, come on buddy hey we all see the Jeez. stats man we all see this i'm a stats guy yeah, come on true. that is that is true <laughs> um but yeah and um and i'm a smart ass all right come on you can't set me up like that uh also true. yeah um so there are two you know, probably our two premier programs, right? Well, definitely our two premier programs right now. Um, yeah. You know, obviously you, you mentioned that we are going to have some soccer and volleyball coverage in our in our fall sports preview for the first time. I don't think we've ever previewed those teams outside of maybe Michael having the coaches on on his podcast. Um, so that's really exciting. Um, so volleyball came in. You know, obviously they have uh, Timmer. And uh, how do you fucking say her name? I, I I lost that part of my brain over the summer. I don't know. It's not how it looks. Jehilarova. It's it's not how it looks. Um, but uh, so two two people on the All Pac twelve team, and then they came in in the top twenty five, actually twenty six. So they were just on the outside. So they're they're peeking in on the outside, looking to make another run to the NCAA tournament. Definitely have the that would be the seventh straight, sixth straight. I don't know. Lose track. There's too many at this point. Yeah. Um, Something like that. And then you have soccer coming in. Uh, they're ranked 19th in preseason in a preseason poll. I believe their highest ever. Um, which is, I think, just a testament. Both both of these programs being, you know, one, you know, volleyball 26, uh, soccer 19. Just testaments to the co- the two coaches and, and how you know uh, uh, Greeny and, and Schellenberger and, and the programs they've built that just are just good every year and and obviously yeah. uh, you know Schellenberger got you know got some fortune you know like Minnis coming back and, and getting Studer back and, and Cooper and uh, so that you know that's just a a lot of uh, kind of you know, Cooper, the, the goalie, but, but again, fifth year seniors and, um, uh, Studer and Minnis 
to Menace, uh, coming back and, and just being able to, to have that just the studs in your in midfield and in your, in your, in your back end just to dominate. Um, you know, they play in a tough conference, but that, you know, that almost, almost helps them a lot of times because they beat some of those teams and then they go to the tournament. Um, so, uh, so they 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 kick off, you know they'll they'll probably play, well they'll probably play right after we record again, um, or so what is no no, um when is their first one oh yeah Thursday so that would be the next yep. day and yeah, they're playing Michigan, um so that yep. uh which we're not we're not gonna get to watch because we'll be out at dinner and plus like it costs a fortune to get the big, big ten plus the big the big <laughs> package yeah. Um, so yeah, they, uh, they, uh, funny thing is, yeah, that's who they played last year in the tournament and lost to. Um, so, uh, that'll be a nice matchup looking for revenge. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry. Not who they lost in the tournament last year. Who, the, um, who, uh, will be 17, obviously, uh, never mind. Um, but they, they, uh, no, fuck. It was a big 10 team. Shit. I'm trying to remember. Um, hold on, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking on the website so that I can I can save this segment. Come on, 2021. Damn it! This is great radio right here. Yeah, of course. This is if anyone listens to podcasts, this happens all the time. Come on, you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, Tennessee. In Michigan, they lost to Tennessee go. in Michigan. That, That's that right. was in fun. Michigan. Yeah, that, that was that was why it was on my brain. It was in Ann Arbor where they lost to to, to Tennessee. Um, so, uh, which I watched that game at the Coug. I should have remembered more, um, uh, or maybe I shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it wasn't very memorable. But yeah, it should be a great matchup to start the year. Um, Michigan's number seventeen in that same poll. Um, yeah, they're number nine in a different poll. Yeah, no, in, in number so, nine in a different poll. Um, so it should be. Exciting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that should be fine. You know, chance for a huge win just right off the bat. And it'll be tough. They're on the road, but you know, th- this team, yep. this you know, this program is is a program that can get those wins now. Um, yep. Yeah, and, and they are. I mean, you mentioned how good they are. You know, it's sort of like in defense right i mean you're you're dealing with menace you're dealing with uh you know studer and then nadia cooper could be one of the top goalkeepers in the whole pack 12 and then you know you think about up front obviously you lose elise bennett and that's that's a really big deal but it's been crushing that, it uh, and who's yeah yeah for the i think for kansas city kansas right? city is, yeah. that, is that right yep yeah so Grayson Lynch, you know, still a sniper there. Uh, and then, you know, the the player I think that I'm maybe most excited about uh, is Margie Detrezio. You know, she started to really come on um, toward the end yeah. of last season. She had um, some huge goals. You know, I think she, yes, I think she could be a real force. Um, she's a tall forward. She's five foot nine, um, strong on the ball, uh, you know, fast. I, I just, yeah, I think that she could, um, be one of our, you know, like, like really almost sort of maybe step potentially step in kind of seamlessly, um, into, 
you know, the, the vacancy by uh, Elise Bennett. I mean, she basically filled that role last year when Bennett was hurt. Um, and I, I think she's, I think she's poised to take a huge step forward. So yeah, teams, team is still sitting, sitting pretty, uh, looking really, really good as far as, you know, what they, what they might be able to do, um, going forward. And I'm also, I'm also super excited about Mackenzie Frimpong Ellertson too. She's, yeah. uh, you know, as a, as a midfielder winger type, um, yeah, she's, she's fun. she can, yep. She's fun too. So she, yeah, still super excited about what they can do. Yeah. She stretches the defense and, um, you know, and put, still you look at, uh, Trinity Rodman nominated for the balloon door. Dior. Yep. Um, you know, balloon Dior. I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, the, the award for the best soccer player on the planet um as a as a 20 year old mean she probably still would have been at wazoo if she was been playing yep um so just i'm just thinking like multiple national championships but whatever i'll get over it someday i'm fucking COVID. um also just i know i've uh i, I this has been my gaffiest episode i think uh i i will say i had to look up who played the Bengals in the super bowl the other day uh this year um, I don't know, maybe like getting married and uh like having like job turmoil and, and and stuff like in a year just kind of saps your brain. And then also having a four year old and a one year old just kind of saps your brain <laughs> of like yes. remembering anything. Even things yes. that were important to you at one time. Um yes. So yeah, I was like, who did the Bengals play at the Super Bowl? I was just like, I don't even remember. I remember that the Bengals were in the Super Bowl, but I don't remember who the other team was. The team that won. There's <laughs> only so much room in your brain, man. The team There's with only so much the, room the in The team your brain. with a, a a a kid from the same hometown as me, and I could not remember. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, you know, there's only so much room in your brain. So maybe I'll get back to it next year. When I don't have a wedding and hopefully a better job, is, you know, got that coming. Um, uh, only uh, seven more days at my current job. Very exciting. Um, Woo! Woohoo! And then tomorrow, Jeff. Oh, Jeff, and the, oh. you know, finally everything's official. Background checks cleared. All good. Yes. So I may, that'll make them steaks at Cornell Brower even even better tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we're good. I've already started my onboarding paperwork. It's all good. Um, yes. Yeah. So all exciting stuff. Uh, but yeah, and hopefully, you know, I just have more brain cells um, next year to to devote to remembering stupid crap. Because um, I, I want that. I want that in my life. I, I like I like knowing yes. random, random shit. I don't like I don't like forgetting random shit. I like remembering random shit. Um, but yeah, so I think this could be a short one, Jeff. Uh, this is we're an hour and ten <laughs> in. Yeah, but next week we'll come through. We'll do our uh, next week will probably be pretty mega. Next week, week by week, football preview. Uh, we'll do our we'll do our uh, our what we've done the last few years as we go game by game and and uh set our odds and then we come to the end and figure out how many wins based on those those probabilities um 
And that's always a fun exercise for us. I don't know if it's fun for y'all, but Jeff and I like it. Uh, so yeah, that'll, do. that'll be that'll be fun. Um, I'll got to read up on this football team we have, you know, so I can make judgments and other football teams. Yes. Oh yeah. All I know is that I want the football season to start because um, yes. it will be fun. Uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll do that next week. Uh, that'll be fun to think about actual games. Um, we try to delay that as long as possible. Um, but we cannot delay it anymore. Um, yeah. And no. so, so that'll be the, the crux. It'll probably take up most of the episode next week. And yeah. Um, if you, uh, listen to this episode, then you are a diehard. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yes. And if you listen to it, despite me just think of jeff he's been so good get rate us five stars um <laughs> and definitely subscribe uh leave a comment about how jeff is so good at, at doing this um i remember the oh one time we gosh. had ken palmer on come on that's five stars yeah um and then uh oh yeah we should have uh we should have our old buddy john on soon um we should yeah, and then um so yeah, do that. You can follow me on Twitter at the Craig Powers. You can follow uh you can see some pictures of uh Butch at the wedding. You're should not. Um and you can follow uh Jeff at Pod versus Everyone. I haven't mentioned this in a while. You can send us an email. No one's sent us an email since like March. Um <laughs> uh, at podcast versus everyone at gmail dot com. That versus being just VS. Um, yeah, you can follow me on TikTok at Craig W. Powers and Instagram. Very exciting things. Um, I post on there sometimes. Um, and yeah, I guess that's all the plug, pluggy plug stuff. Um, yeah. And so with that, I'll say go Cougs, Jeff. Go Cougs, Craig. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Still get vaccinated. Still do. And hey, let me get my next one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>